would you love 10 to 15 more hours in a week to use however you want? I know I would, but fortunately for you, oh, I'm so excited because my guest is going to share all about how you can save time in your schedule. Welcome back to Marketing Strategy Academy podcast, where we help female entrepreneurs go from marketing overwhelm to an easy streamlined strategy and system that includes Pinterest and repurposing content to grow their businesses when they have very little time. I'm your host, Jen Vasquez. Let's jump right into it. Attention all business owners. Are you feeling overwhelmed with the demands of marketing? Struggling to generate leads and book new clients? Uncertain about how to effectively target your marketing efforts toward your ideal customers? Look no further. The Creative Marketing Summit is here to help. Join us for valuable insights and actionable strategies on how to find, attract, and book your ideal clients. From industry experts, learn how to transform your service-based business and take the next step in your marketing journey. Sign up for free today and don't miss out on this opportunity to gain the tools you need to succeed. Transform your business, transform your life with Creative Marketing Summit. Welcome back. If you're new here, I am Jen Vasquez, a Pinterest manager and a marketing strategist who brings in marketing experts to help take action and grow your business. If marketing is something that you're wanting to like listen to or watch, then definitely subscribe on YouTube or follow my podcast so that you can get this information wherever you want it. Today, I'm so excited to be chatting with Molly Rose Speed. Molly Rose is an expert in creating what everybody wants more of, time freedom, through her methods of intelligent systems, automation, and outsourcing, you'll experience another 10 to 15 hours per week of freedom and flexibility. As the founder of Virtual Assistant Management, which provides trusted virtual assistant solutions and flawless tech execution for business entrepreneurs, Molly Rose is your go-to professional for some of the most successful entrepreneurs and leaders in the financial and personal development industry. Ugh. Welcome, Molly Rose. We all need you. <laughs> Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. Um, I always love to start, and it may be boring, but I get so much feedback in my DMs on Instagram about how they love this first question because um, everyone thinks that we get the job that we love in this sort of straight line, and it never happens that way. So I would love for you to explain to us sort of what you did and how you got to the position you're in today. Yes, I'd love to. And I love that not everything's a straight line. You know, we are raised to get good grades in high school, go to college, do the same thing, take that first great paying job that we can get, earn that 401k, and then then it's over. And I did all those things. And then I woke up and realized, what am I doing with my life? Luckily, at a very young age, I was only three years into corporate and I wanted to take control of it. I was not okay with 10 days of vacation. I was not okay with having a husband deployed all the time. And when he was home, I couldn't be with him. Uh, so I 
I took a huge leap of faith, biggest one in myself up until that date. And I quit my job cold Turkey and I just figured it out. And three months later, I was in the role of a social media manager slash VA had no idea what the heck that was 12 years ago. And it's been a journey ever since I self-taught everything I know today. And I've basically become an outsourced COO for some pretty major clients. And along the way I had predominantly my peers of military spouses asking, how do I do what you do? You're traveling the world, you're earning good money, you're, you have freedom. And I, I kept answering the same questions. So I created a certification program for virtual assistants to be able to train mostly military spouses, but stay at home moms, travel nomads, women, whoever wants this lifestyle. Um, and it's really taken off and it birthed the agency to be able to place now these certified virtual assistants. So that is really, that's that full is circle. <laughs> that is really cool. And I love that they're certified because there are agencies out there that have VAs, but you don't necessarily know that their skill set is like where it needs to be. So I yeah. love that you have that certification. Um, let's dive right into why people have joined to listen or watch today. Yes. What can a VA do for a business owner? This is so broad, as I'm sure you know. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the things, virtual assistants, and I hate that term assistant. I was just having a conversation with someone. I'm like, it's so much more than that. We were just chatting before we hit record about your podcast manager and she could be called a VA, but she's a podcast manager and that's, that's so right. much more elevating, right? Um, so to dive into it, virtual assistants at the most basic level, you know, managing your inbox, booking your travel, handling your scheduling, maybe handling your, your cloud documents, like the basic things that happen every day, but very important things that creators and entrepreneurs are rather terrible at. Uh, and then that can just elevate into things like research or managing all of your growth and your KPIs or your data for you or your clients to handling your online marketing, like newsletters and broadcasts, running your backend, like FG funnels or Kajabi or Kartra, uh, to updating websites and building courses. I mean, it, it's crazy. And I think those people that are specialized might say, well, VAs don't do that. Uh, the specialists do that. And it's so not true. So a uh, little bit of jack of all trades and a wonderful thing to have in your back pocket if you're a business owner. Yeah. I, I mean, I think a lot of people sort of make those assumptions that they need to be that person that like, organizes your whole life. And yes, they can do that. But it's amazing how many other things that they that they can do with my virtual assistant. I mean, I literally don't want to run my business without her. I'll just put that out there. Um, but it she has morphed into all kinds of things into also being my Pinterest or excuse me, my podcast manager as well. But she also is that person that you know, we all, when we've got all these balls in the air, they start to drop sometimes. And for me, she's that sort of safety for me to make sure that my clients are also taken care of. So I just know that there's so many different ways that you can use a VA and you don't have to have them full time. You can use them for five or 10 hours a week, yep. depending on the VA, depending on the situation. But that's, that's what I did. I dipped my toe in. I think it was five hours a week. Yeah. And, and now she's like 20 hours a week. And I mean, who knows, you know what I mean? So it's, it's really cool. So 
for all those business owners out there, whether new in business or been in business forever, just doing it all themselves, how would they know that they're maybe ready to outsource? Are there any signs of that? Yeah, a few things to hit on. So I think the two greatest commodities we have are time, which we've mentioned, and there's money. We love that. You'll reach a point in your life where time becomes way more valuable. I think that's probably where I'm hoping most people are that are listening to you. And if not, just start thinking about your life as a whole. Um, (laughs) So if, if you think about when you started your business and you set out to have one specific service, right? Maybe you're gonna coach Uh, females, or you're going to be a real estate agent, or you're going to be an interior design expert. I mean, who knows what you want to do as a business owner. And you had this idea and this service you wanted to provide, but along the way, you started wearing what I call 27 hats. You're doing the bookkeeping and the marketing and the Pinterest and the email and the flights, and, and you're just underwater and you're sacrificing your time with your family, probably um, missing your kids' soccer games. Or if you are there, you're not present. Um, You're probably leaving a lot of money on the table because you can probably earn a much higher hourly rate than what you can pay someone if you average it out. So if you start to kind of reach this feeling of overwhelm, it starts to really, it's time to start to assess kind of your priorities and what's all on your plate by writing down all the things you do and really taking a, a good look at, do you really have to be the person doing this? And then that will start opening the conversation with yourself, honestly, or maybe your team or your partner on, on hi- making that first hire. Yeah. I, so I've been running two businesses since 2018. Um, but my first business in 2009, I left corporate America because I was tired of leaving went before they woke up and I have four kids and coming home after they've already gone to bed. And I just, I just was done. So I'm used to kind of doing it all. And so for me, I think I hired my VA in 2020 at the end of 2020. And for me, it got to the point where I was a control freak. So we're going to talk about some do's and Mm -hmm. don'ts, but I was a control freak. And I felt like if I didn't do it, it wasn't done well or at all. And so I didn't even consider until I had a business bestie who said, my life has changed. I can see my kids more, blah, blah, blah. Now all my kids are adults, but now I've got four grandbabies. So it's like the same thing all over again. Right. And so, um, right now I would love for you to consider when, when someone's considering hiring a virtual assistant, what are some do's and some don'ts to find success with this process? I know a lot of people hire someone and say it didn't work out. And I always wonder like what that process was, right? So what are some do's and don'ts? Yeah. So I have a few things to share here. So first of all, being crystal clear, you having clarity before you even hire someone in my agency, far too often do we get we book discovery calls and they, they haven't even figured out what they exactly need. They just know that they need a VA or their coach told them that they need one. So that's why they're there. <laughs> their coach told them. <laughs> it happens a lot. I've heard that so often. <laughs> and uh, so they need to know, do that exercise. I kind of opened up to, you know, t- take for two weeks and write down all the things you do, come back to it 
circle only the things you physically have to do and then prioritize those things that are left. And that begins to write your one month, three month, 90 day job description as you onboard someone. So that's super important. The second thing, when someone's hiring a virtual assistant, it's likely that they're overwhelmed and they don't have a lot of time. So it's extremely important that you prioritize this onboarding and this relationship and make time for them because you're just setting both of you up for success. And I think this is where a lot of relationships don't work out uh, because they're just expected to get off to the races and they don't even know what you're selling or who your market is or what your email password is, right? So that's extremely important. And with your onboarding, schedule the, the dedicated time on Zoom, maybe share Loom videos if you're that, doing something that technical. was my That was my saver because I was already doing the work and yes. just recording the work I was doing helped her to understand what I needed because I'm also having her help me to write like how things are done. So I've got like that document in place. Good. Yes. And then if something ever happens or she brings on her next assistant as you scale, it's all yep. there. Yeah. Yep. That's really important. Uh, and then lastly of these things is, is, uh, well, two things, password handover. There's nothing worse than coming into someone's business and not having access to do your job. I've seen VAs be laid, let go because they're like, I've literally been asking for the password for two weeks. Like I can't do anything for you. Right. So just, yeah. it seems like common sense, but it happens all the time. Um, and then the fourth thing of the, all of this is schedule a check-in, right? You've onboarded them, be intentional for both of your sakes and have that open dialogue. So if something, it does need to be corrected, you have that easy open space to give that feedback and they can do the same, ask them the same, like what's working, what's not. So it can really be successful. That's, that's amazing advice. What would you say are some questions that um, people out there, if they're looking for a VA and they're interviewing for a VA, what are some questions that you think would be valuable to help ensure that it's a good relationship? Yes, absolutely. I think don't make assumptions on when, if you have expectations of when your virtual assistant's going to work, make sure that that's really clear. So if you're wanting them to check the, your inbox every morning and every afternoon, make sure that that is understood. Uh, virtual assistants have the luxury to work whenever they want, which is wonderful. Uh, but if you're a business owner that has to have certain things in place, make sure that that's covered ahead of time. My biggest quality that I look for in anyone that I hire, but virtual assistants in general, is a figure it out attitude. There's a lot of ad hoc that we do, right? We're like, ah, can we can we connect this automation with this or can I auto-respond this? So somehow creating a question that gets them to say, if I don't know the answer, I'm going to find it out. I'm going yes. to find the person that does or I'm going to Google it. Just say that ding, ding, ding. Cause not all will. <laughs> yeah. But that's super important. I, I think that's really good. I think another question that I asked, because it was important to me that I hire a VA that enjoys what mm. she's doing. I mean, it could be a he or she, but in my situation, it's a she. And, um, you know, as we've gone through time together, I, I noticed that there's things that she really loved to do and like got done with them super quick because she, she loves that. And I was like, okay, well let's lean in on that because it helps me either way. Right. Um, that's yeah, cool. yeah, that's, that's, a great that's really good. I, I, I literally could not 
do this business without my VA. Um, so can you share some tips to find success when you work with a VA? Like what are some tips that you would recommend to have in place to ensure that the VA finds success as well as the business owner? I think some obvious things, but again, sometimes they're not having some type of project management tool is, is super important. So what for me, this it eliminates is imagine being an assistant and you're getting texted tasks, emailed tasks, G chatted tasks, Skype. What you else don't know where to look for what to do Boxer. next. Yeah. yeah. You're just, it's all over the place. The business owner thinks that it's okay, but they're completely underwater They're You're just asking for them to make a mistake. Like there's no way. Uh, so you have to figure out how you're communicating with your VA. I always recommend two channels. So if, if you use Asana, you know, that's where the tasks are. You meet every Monday morning, you go through it. Everything should be done. You know, the due dates in all of that by the end of the week or whatever project tool you use, it could be an Excel spreadsheet if you don't want to be fancy. Um, and then you have what I call an SOS channel. So if something comes up, you have permission to text if they say, or I love Voxer because I, I, you know, VAs can start their clock, hit their Voxer and they're good to go if they're hourly. Um, so just kind of recognizing that. I think that's super, super important. Yeah. I, we started off on Voxer and we ended up moving to Slack because Slack transcribes for you. It can upload Google docs. It can, whatever you're talking about it, it, and it feels, and it stays there where Voxer, unless you have pro goes away after a certain period of time. And so we ended up, you know, you've got a trial and error, right? Use what you use, or if you don't use anything and the VA that you're looking to hire that you really loved in the interview is experienced with something, then go with what they know. Absolutely. I think yep. organization is that high level key to success, right? Yes. Will hands down help the success of your relationship with a VA if you can nail the communication piece and the task. Yeah. yeah. And what are some mistakes that you've seen people make when outsourcing to a VA? And I hate talking about like mistakes, but I think it's so helpful to know the things that like are mistakes that many people find so that we can sort of avoid them. Yeah. I think that if you define a job, it happens more often than you think. If you define a job description and then a month later, it completely changes. You have to be very fluid as a VA. There's sure. going to be a lot of changes and things that come up. Um, but if they didn't sign off to be doing a ton of social media, which is a, a rare breed out there that likes to do that, and then all of a sudden they're doing it, it's probably not going to be a good fit long-term. So you're just kind of asking for that relationship to not good. Cause to your point earlier, what brings them joy in their work? I think that's super important. Um, so, so really recognize that. I also think, and this goes along with the communication piece, be really cognizant of when you're reaching out. Like if you're texting them in the evening when they're supposed to be with their family, that's going to lead to a lot of burnout because then their mind is thinking, oh, I have this task. They're waiting for me because we're helpers, right? If you're an Enneagram, we're twos. We're like, it eats at us if we can't support someone. Answer when that text. Yeah. That's, I don't think we should be texting. Yeah. No. But it happens. <laughs> oh, I, I don't, I don't doubt it. And I can imagine that it would happen in an emergency, but as it becomes a habit, then there's no happiness in that relationship at all. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and that business owner isn't staying in the moment with their family, working when you work and being with your family when you're with your family. I find that as business owners, our biggest struggle is writing that line 
You know what I mean? So yes. if you're asking for a VA to help you, you don't want to ruin her life trying to get your life in order. Absolutely. <laughs> and I also um, want to share that business owners bring on VAs and then they don't actually use them as well. So make sure that when you do bring someone on, you're checking in with yourself using those five hours a week, if you're just getting your toe yeah. wet. So yeah, for sure. Um, what are three things I always love to ask this of all my guests, what are three things that have helped you to grow your business? It could be tools. It could be advice. It could be literally anything, but three things that stand out in your mind that have helped you grow your business. I think the first, uh, advice that I've been given that I'm really, really putting into practice this year. And we've heard this phrase before it's saying no leads to saying yes to the great. And I'm a, I'm a yes person. So I've taken on a lot of work over the years. I didn't necessarily want to, or clients that wasn't the right fit with. And it's when I've put this into practice, it has been wonderful. The results that are starting to happen, but it's such a hard thing to do. So that's the first one. I think from a tools perspective, um, I'm a Kajabi girl. I think it's one of the, the best softwares, but that's what I know. Kartra, if you have a Kartra or a a Kajabi, I think it's a wonderful foundation. And then I also use a system called 17, 17 hats. If you've heard mm -hmm. of that, yep, that runs my back end, kind of like a CRM email yeah. kind of thing, right? Yeah. It runs my back office and I, I love it. Couldn't live without it. <laughs> I, you know, I'm so glad that you brought that up because it just reminded me, and it's something that I think everyone watching and listening should really know it always feels like the grass is always greener when you hear about another business owner, owner loving a tool and you feel like, oh, maybe my tool's not that great. And it's possible that that tool is better than the tool that you have. What I always say is try if you're looking for a planner or like whatever you're looking for, try a bunch of things and whatever makes sense to your brain is typically the thing that you will find success with, right? Don't try to force a tool that someone else said is so great on you because you think it'll be great for you. Because if you're struggling with it, or if it doesn't sort of make sense with how you work, then it's not going to really be that helpful. Yeah, I totally agree. That's a great feedback. <laughs> um, before we get to the gift that Molly is sharing with our audience, tell everyone about your services and what you provide, because I know that there's going to be a lot of people listening or watching right now that are like, hey, I, I might need her help, or I might want to get a VA from her. So tell us a little bit about your services. Yes. For those of you looking to get certified as a virtual assistant. It's virtualassistantacademy.com. It's a full tech training that constantly changes as technology does, as well as uh, business school for starting your professional career as a virtual assistant. And boy, does the industry need you. So if this is of interest- Boy, you, does the industry need you. <laughs> um, and then if you're looking to hire a virtual assistant and want a professional approach to do so, virtualassistantmanagement.com is my company. Perfect. And we'll have both of those down below. So you don't have to furiously write while you're hopefully not driving. Um, tell everybody what gift you've brought and how it can help our audience. Yes. So I have a free outsourcing guide. This is, I kind of mentioned the tool of how to get clarity of how you can figure out what to outsource that's on your plate. It's, it can be found at mollyrosespeed.com forward slash forward slash outsourcing guide. 
and it will walk you through exactly how to figure out what to take off your plate first and how to prioritize that through four buckets that I will take you from your unique ability down to what you're completely incompetent at doing, which we all have those things. So I invite you to check that out. It's pretty cool. I just redid it all. And I'll put the link down below, but I also want to point out if you are someone who your business is not ready financially, I would still recommend that you download this free tool because to know what you want to outsource when you're ready to outsource before you're ready will be so much more helpful for you. Um, So I definitely recommend, even if you aren't exactly looking for a VA today, I think that's something that would be really helpful. Molly Rose, thank you so, so much for coming today. I am really excited that you came and you gave us such valuable advice. Uh, And if everyone out there watching and listening found some ideas and tips that you can implement in your business from this interview, I would love for you to leave a review or subscribe or like, or all those things that help my business. Now, definitely go out there and do something good for your business, like snagging Molly Rose's gift and then taking action. Thank you, Molly Rose. Bye. Thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show to be automatically notified for each episode. Visit the notes for the links mentioned in this episode and to connect with me. And as always, please take one tip from this episode and implement it in your business. Bye.